0: Swayze not only has years of experience to pull from they also have the most comprehensive team of professionals to focus on the minute details of how to sell your home easy while getting
1: you the most on your return of investment your sales to list price tends to be three or four points above the marketplace does that help you justify whatever commission that you're charging to handle my transaction most people never
2: question what I charge if the offers come in lower than we hoped and the buyers and sellers have a difference. It's very common in this industry, and I'll speak for myself, that we just go, well, we got a you know, four or five ten thousand dollar gap here. I get the other agent, get myself and go, hey, if you and I just throw in a little bit and, and just take that off the top, then the buyer and seller we can close that gap. So we'll do that quite often.
0: That's highlighted in this episode of the Slow County Real Estate Podcast with Hal Swayze. JT and Hal role play a scenario where JT is leaving town to be closer to family and wants to get the most out of his California investment of real estate. Listen to this podcast if you're ever in a position to sell your home, no matter what the reason. Here's your host, James Bueno. Welcome everybody to another Slow County Real Estate podcast with Mr. Housewazy. Sir, Housewazy, how are you? Talk a little different than usual. I am. Yeah, we we've been we Jeff, were messing with my Jeff, microphone and headphones, and I'm a little off my game right now. Jeff kind of beat you down on your energy. He did. He said he did, you're, you're yeah, being a little strong. I, I was. Yeah. I, I was coming in hot. I
2: was, yeah, I kind of like the old cool, James, but cool, cool, Jeff's a, Jeff's a professional. Cool, he, my apologies. He uh, is the God. A, he is I the he is the now. Godfather. I almost fell asleep Godfather. as you were making that announcement. So <laughs> <laughs> that's my two cents. Yes, thank
0: you. I appreciate that. JT, how are you, sir? You're back with us.
1: I'm 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 awesome, Mr. Pete. I'm
3: great,
0: man. Yeah, JT, you. Uh, you're gonna start us off with this this uh, podcast today
1: well you know one of the things that this market needs to become more normal how uh, I I would guess would be sellers right If we had more sellers
2: yeah yeah I, I don't know what normal is but we would certainly yeah. be selling there would be more activity in the marketplace because we don't have enough homes to sell you know normal like Jay Jay's normal right
1: yeah. Okay. A, a, a B normal. Yeah. Normal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so uh, I'm a I'm a seller, but I haven't been in the real estate market. I've i i, haven't, I haven't bought or sold real estate for twenty or more years. Right. And I got to admit that I'm a little fearful of the whole process. So I do pick up the phone and 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 call you and go. eh, I'm. I'm kind of thinking this would be a good time for me to to sell and move to, to somewhere else. Tell me kind of how that conversation might go.
2: It, it's kind of like, why do you go to a doctor? You know, you got some pain, you got something going on, you want to know about it. So we're here to provide information for people. Um, I heard a quote just today, and I'll, I'll throw this at you guys. Do people sell their homes for money?
3: Not a reason why I've sold any of my own no, no homes. Good. Not a one. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, money okay. was a byproduct of what my goal was. Yeah. Right. Okay, plus, My plus goal was get. to move an investment so I have as much cash as I could get out. Great. Um, or I outgrew the house I was in. I sold it to move into a different house. Right. I don't think money was the was the motivating factor
2: to there was honest. a reason yeah yeah the money was used for a reason bigger house smaller house whatever so then john if you would call me with that question i would just say well gosh what i mean where are you thinking you would go why would you sell what are you doing yeah i'm i'm, I'm thinking of going out of state okay How? you yeah. know i maybe
1: my dollar goes a little further and sure and uh less taxes you know yeah
2: yeah so so we get that a lot. People oftentimes use all that long term wealth or short term wealth like Jeff right you do it in two years, got all that money in their house to better their financial situation and move somewhere that's less expensive. You see it a lot in retirees could be a smaller house locally, but out of state. That part of the equation is very common, so somebody has this desire to do so, and I would say it's usually for a couple of reasons: one to maybe have a better lifestyle and not have so much of their wealth in a house, so they'll go somewhere mm-hmm. cheaper they'll go to tucson or boise or wherever they go or the other would just be like we don't need the big house anymore we want something smaller right and so in both ways you can improve your situation if you don't need as much house as you had before so to me it sounds like you're kind of scaling down what is the reason is just a geographic move is it the weather i want to i want to be i want to be near the grandkids oh okay well that's huge I would say I don't know, Jay, you've been around this forever. I mean, moving for family is probably one of the biggest things we yeah. care about. Oh, absolutely.
3: Right. And, and the how many how many more um, birthdays are you going to miss? How many right. more baseball tournaments are you not going to be present for, you yeah. know, to watch the grandkids do their thing? That's I, I we I see that a lot.
2: Yeah. I I listened to I forget the guy's that wrote this book, but he talked about, you know, as you get older, let's say dealing with your parents, right? So I'm 60, my father's 88, and you know, when he was out of the area, I might see him just twice a year, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever that. And if he's 88 and he lives 10 years, that means I'm going to see him 20 more times. That's it. Right? When you think about that in terms of time. So family, I see as a lot as a super big draw, why people do move.
1: Would you look online and give me an approximate valuation of what
2: you think my home's worth? Or would you come out and actually look at the home? really good question and that's kind of a timing issue too so it's like hey John did you want to get there like this summer or next year what's your time frame well we're thinking next year okay great since the market's gonna change in a year we don't know where it's gonna be I can just online I pretty much remember the house tell you it looks like it's gonna sell for somewhere for you know 1.2 to 1.3 or something like that in that range and they go oh okay well now we go to Tucson and if we owe let's say it's worth one two and we owe 700 they go okay I got five hundred thousand in equity roughly now they can go, okay, well let's shop around in Tucson and see what that looks like for five hundred thousand. That would be a very common conversation way before anybody wants to sell their house. Oh, I didn't worth it. No, it's worth 1.2, and Tucson for 500. I can do pretty well, and I can pay me. to get out of Tucson most of the year because it's horrible. Yeah. I'm joking, but yeah, <laughs> it's just unbearable. No, it's un- lo- not we- horrible. Unbearable, we love right? Tucson except
1: yeah. for the weather a couple months out of the year. Yeah, yeah summer three different. or four months. Of course, out of the year, I'd love right? to be in that heat. Yeah. Yeah. We'll come to Cayucas during those. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. I seem to be a little more serious the longer our conversation goes on right. about about making this happen. Would you want to get together with me in my home? Would you meet with me in the
2: office? Would this be a phone or a Zoom meeting? Uh, Historically and most of the time, it's face to face. You know, it's good for me to get a look at the house because usually people want to know three things when I meet with them. Hey, what's my home worth? Is there anything I should do to it to make it more valuable or get it ready for sale? And then lastly, hey, how what the heck are you going to do to make sure this happens, right? So those are the three questions that come up in everyone's head. We would sit down face-to-face. Occasionally, people have an allergy or don't want to see in person or they live out of the area and they'll call me remotely and they say, this is not our primary home. So then I would say, well, if you want an accurate value, let's get a hold of whoever's there or get a key and I'll just do a walkthrough and then we'll get back on the phone or back on Zoom and we'll take care of it that way for people that are remote generally you're going to meet someone in person talk about it plus if they're going to be dealing with me on the biggest transaction you know in most people's lives they want to see who i am they want to see that i'm trustworthy they want to see that we know what we're doing you know they want to see that what it makes sense and they want to make sure that you know hey, we want to be able to get along. And that's a big deal for a lot of people.
3: Yeah. Do you have stats, Hal, that you can share with uh, with somebody if they want to see what you've done and, and what makes you the better
2: choice? Of course, yeah. yeah. Everybody has different parameters. You know. I mean, some people pick uh, an agent, quite honestly, because they just like them, and that's fine. You know. Sure. Um, I mean, I had a situation recently where I'm seeing a doctor about my hip, and he said, I know you too closely. I'm not going to do the thing because we're too close. I'm going to have this guy do the surgery. I went, I thought that was super professional because I felt bad because I heard this other guy is really good, but my friend is my guy. He took me off the hook. He said, "No, no, I'm not going to do that. I'll be there," you know, which is great. If you're just generally asking, do it when you interview an agent. You want, hey, years in the business. Um, do you have references or letters of recommendation? Do you have a track record on like, okay, you know, how many properties have you sold? Um, you know, and and go talk to the people they've dealt with before. Those are all good ways to make a comparison.
1: I'm I'm sure the idea of commissions comes up in the in the sure. conversation.
2: Well, they're, they're negotiable and there's a wide, wide range. So quite honestly, when you have a low inventory market like this and there's not much for sale, you don't need to invest a lot necessarily to attract a buyer, they're gonna kinda of show up. If everybody's hungry and one fish shows up at the dinner table or steak, we're all fighting for it. So commissions compress when the market's strong like this and when it's super slow, and you have lots of competition, which even today, right, nobody can even remember that. Like, hey, it used to be, hey, there's 15 homes on the market in your price range and we're selling one a month. That means you could be waiting 15 months if nobody else lists a house. So you gotta be, you know, uh, the best condition, best price, best commission. Some people are um, more experienced and a little bit more nuanced at negotiating because they do it a lot and maybe others not so much. And then there's the interpretation of the market and how you interact with the other party. If you have a good conversation and a good working relationship, it's easier to get to the finish line. If you're feeling like you're button heads, then it's going to be trouble for everybody. So so making it as smooth as possible is really important.
1: So Jay talked about, do you come with any kind of report cards or anything? And in a most recent podcast, we talked about the fact that your track record is one where your uh, sales to list price tends to be three or four points above the marketplace. Does that help you justify uh, whatever commission that you're charging to
2: handle my transaction? Most people never question what I charge. If the offers come in lower than we hoped and the buyers and sellers have a difference, it's very common in this industry, and I'll speak for myself, that we just go, well, we got a $4,000, $5,000, $10,000 gap here. I get the other agent, get myself and go, hey, if you and I just throw in a little bit and, and just take that off the top, then the buyer and seller, we can close that gap. So we'll do that quite often. Okay. So it's totally negotiable. And it's not so much about a commission rate. It's just making sure that we can get them where they want to go. And we're getting what's fair for us.
1: Did did I hear you say, I think I was in the other room when you were meeting with a client and I think I heard you say something like, I'm never going to let the commission get in the way of us. Doing business, yeah, right?
2: normal, yeah, of course, right. I have overhead, right. So about over a third of what I do is just to pay for my team. Everything we do, our marketing, the whole thing, and, and then people pay a little bit more because you've got experience, you have knowledge, you're going to guide them through the situation, and you know how to handle it when things get crazy, right? So it's kind of like why you pay a doctor instead of doing surgery on yourself. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, I, you know, one of the big things I think that most consumers don't take into consideration when paying a real estate commission is the fact that you're coming templated with legal documents that will sure. prevent them from getting sued. Yeah, And there's an entire group of attorneys out there that are looking for people that sold their home by themselves because um, there's mandatory state disclosure, disclosures. Did that for sale by owner use those disclosures? If they didn't, then they're going after the home seller yeah. for all of the gain. I mean, you could lose all of your gain, every dime you got to put in your pocket because you wanted to save, um, you know, 5% or 6% to a realtor yeah. or a realtor group because it usually and frequently doesn't go to the same person. So if you've got a 6% commission, you've got three going to one person, three going to the other person. And then like you said, Hal, you got 3% out of that off that commission, out of that, um, you've got operating expenses, which I, were probably close to 60%, 30% on cost of goods sold, another 30% on um, the cost of sale. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the margin's 40%, which is, I mean, you would ask, I would ask anybody, do you, would, you, could, would you run your business at a 40% margin? and in our area I can venture to say your cost of business is probably much higher than they are nationally because of where we are the rents the employees the salaries you have to pay and I know you take great care of your employees and it shows in the products that they produce so when it
2: comes to commission you absolutely get what you pay for and at the end of the day it's you know for example there's a, a property and i won't mention the location uh, but this person was selling it themselves without a real estate broker and you know I called him up and said, "Well, hey, if I can put, you know, a few more bucks in your pocket and take care of everything, would you want to do that?" And it didn't go. So, okay. Um we ended up bringing a buyer to the transaction. And here's a property in a neighborhood where all the same. So, we sold one for 800, one for 839, and this one was bigger than those two, all right? And it was in a better location like against the park versus being in the na- it was the prime location. And um we actually just brought a buyer, which we do sometimes, and they wanted to do it. And that property sold for eight hundred and eighteen thousand. Wow. I mean, if it would have been listed, it was sold for eight fifty. Now I'm not doing the math, but I mean, it would have been gone. I mean, it would have gone in a week, and it would have gone for thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars more than what it's being sold for. Okay, so so my point is the exposure, and, and even then, I was shocked. Some buyer wasn't prudent enough to just find this person that was selling it on their own because it was like on you know the internet sites and all that sort of thing without quoting names so so I think the value is in exposing it to the real estate community who have the connections with the buyers versus you know um, just having them try to try to do it themselves because most buyers don't want to deal directly with a seller yeah right they, they
3: don't know how to and then who's oh, or who's, how and who's drawing up the documents yeah
2: okay Hal thats gonna, a long I'm, answer
1: I'm going to bring you back to I, I want to sell my house yes uh, I, I think I want to hire you to do it for me so I've invited you you th- think or you're sure well, I'm not sure yet. Oh gosh! Darn it. Okay. okay, I want. I've invited you to my kitchen table, sure. yeah. So for you, so you can look at my house, walk through it, right. And then, what's that conversation going to look like? What what kind of questions are you going to ask me uh, to
2: help move the process along and bring us to a a, a conclusion? At this stage in my career, it's nice because I don't have to do much, you know, quote unquote, selling of myself. So a lot of it is more along the lines of reiterating what our time frame is. The financial, how much do we owe? Who's going to get paid off? And then it's more logistics. For example, I'm going to just play a scenario John. It looks like we need to get the landscaper put in some new lawn. I got a guy that can do some touch-up painting. and We should get a couple of inspections done so we get those out of the way up front. So that might take a couple of weeks. Our goal is to kind of be photo-ready early part of the week so we can hit it on the multiple listing service in the middle of the week. So I found out
1: last podcast or the podcast before that uh, I don't have to pay for the photos, huh? You do not, no. James, James is going to yeah. take care of the photos. That's right. I got it taken care of.
2: Yeah, yeah. So most agents, you know, don't have a photographer. You know, they do. They sub everything out. We brought it in house because we have better control over that sort of thing. So, so that we schedule it that way, and then we just go through. Okay, this is how the reports look. This is how we're going to schedule the showings, right? So we're preparing them for the process. Like I had to meet with my dad at a doctor day, and they went through all the steps of this procedure. He was going to go. I thought. This is really good, right? So that's basically what we do. Do I have to put a sign? You do not have to. Well, it's the value in having a sign. About 20 to 30% of the buyers will come off the sign. And you want to know the reason most people don't want to put a sign in their yard? They don't want the neighbors to know? Right, which is fine. I was guessing. Is that yeah. right? Well, yeah. We'll wait till 30 cars show up on a Saturday or real estate signs or people are yeah. coming and going. Oh, I told them the neighbors you're going to know. And I, and I usually say to you, John, hey, what if the Joneses, two doors down, now we're going to notify them, but what if they had a good friend that wanted to buy in the neighborhood and they didn't hear about it and you didn't get a good offer because of that? You know, is that worth not having a sign? Because your neighbors are going to find out. Got it. Okay. So do you have to do anything? No, I'm not telling you anything you have to do. I just have to tell you how it affects you if you choose not to have the sign.
1: And uh, what, what, what if I'm still not sure that I want to hire you, but I'm not sure I don't?
2: <laughs> That's always the $24 question. Right? Yeah. So, so usually I break it down to three things. One is whether or not you're going to sell the house, right? So at, at this point, John, let's pretend, are you, okay. are you going to Tucson? Yeah, Okay. You Here we're are. going. Number two is the price. Okay, so we've talked about it looks like the market's around $1.2 million, and it looks like the house will sell based on other sales in about two to three weeks. And that's normally when you're going to get your best price. Would that price be acceptable? Sure. Good. And then the third question is, gosh, who's going to handle this for you? Do you feel I can sell your home? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I do. I feel like you yeah. can sell my house. Kind of. Kind of. Sort of. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Just enough.
0: Yeah. No. Just no. Out. Yes. Okay. How, how, yeah, yeah. How, how do you overcome the price differences? Like, you're obviously an expert in this, right? Pricing. So, let's sure. say you said, you said my house is worth one point two, and I want to sell it for one point four. What? What's the conversation like?
2: Yeah. So, so a lot of times, the reason people hire an appraiser is to look at where the market is and where it's going. So, we look at a house that's been on the market like yours for one point four very similar, you know, maybe not the same in this town, but similar. It's been on the market for 90 days, okay? So James, in this market, when the average days on the market is, what is it, 21 days, you know, I mean, for those that are selling, yep. and you see a house that's been on the market 90 days, you're now a buyer, what do you think about that house that's been on the market for 90 days? Something's wrong with it. Something's wrong with it, right? And if you see a house and you're a buyer, and you wanna buy right away, and you see one new on the market, or one that's been sitting for a while, when you come to a new house on the market, do you think you're going to offer a lot less? Do you think a seller's no. going to take a lot less in the no. beginning? No. But if it's been there a while, do you like, well, maybe we can get it for less. Come in low. Sure. Right? So the, we've got some studies that we bring now that's just really great information about the time it takes on the market because as soon as you take that urgency away from a buyer, they have more room to negotiate, okay? And they're less likely to pay as good a price. So I just demonstrate, hey, this has been proven. These people spent the last 90 days doing all your homework for you to determine this house is you know these are not going for 1.4 they can go buy a bigger better house okay this house sold for 1.2 how do we explain to the buyer why yours has $200,000 more in value than, you know than this house that just sold right okay so kind of like that i got you yeah that makes sense so it's just trying to get them to see where the you know where the ball is going
1: i'm going to remind you of what happened with you and me 2014, 2013.
2: Were we at a bar? <laughs> no. 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 Oh, okay, we, good. You were, at,
1: you were at my kitchen table. Oh, okay. Uh, and we, we, were, we were listing our house with you. We signed yes. all the documents. Yes. And I called you uh, the next day and said, uh, my wife changed her mind. Right. We've signed a contract. Right. But she changed her mind. Right. It, I, I get home about 3.30 before she was getting home that day. And there's a sign in the in the in the lawn already. <laughs> and I, we move and, fast, and I call you, and I go, "You better get that darn sign out of the lo- out of the lawn before she gets home from work." Here's five thirty; she's coming up the street. The truck's going the other way down the street with the, the, with the sign. But but what happens when somebody does change
2: their mind? Um, then we don't hold them to that. We just say, "Hey, you know, it's you don't need our help now, but we'll hear. You know, we're here for the long haul. We'll be here when you need us." But we did end up selling it later, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You left me homeless without a sign. <laughs> without a sign. Yeah,
1: we put up a sign after you sold it, so you could okay. get get a little advertising. Yeah, exactly.
2: I think. Thank you.
0: I feel like you're in on third degree today, Hal. You're just uh, yeah. That's what I do every
2: day. That's you know? awesome. Yeah, it no, just I just felt know. like an open dialogue.
0: Yeah. There you go. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I just got to say it's fun for me to be able to help people get from A to, A to B, yeah. right? And try to make it as, as smooth as possible. And you can tell on our podcast, you know, I try to have fun. I, I, I You know, John's always cracking up because I get so serious when I meet with people. And so, like, right. you know, I, I'm trying to make it um, more fun for them. Yeah. But
1: this is serious business, you know? Of I mean, for most of us, our, our biggest asset is our, our real estate, our home. And right. so when we do... Make a change and, and do a do a transaction. It's a big big it's your deal. livelihood, it's your life. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah.
2: no, it's yeah. a, it's important, right? And and obviously there's stressful moments, and based on the conditions of what's happening, you know, we're getting a property listed. I mean, if people are stressed out, if they can laugh, it's easier, right? Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, Hal has seen me at my absolute worst because of the stress of this whole thing, and he's the one who kept. Kept me from jumping off the cliff
2: a couple times during some. Yeah. Oh, he, you, that's right. These you called me because somebody asked for a reduction or yeah. something. What yeah. was it about? Yeah, that was a while. I, ago. I used yeah. many choice words. If you did, finish. yeah, yeah, and yeah. we—I didn't see you because we were on the phone. Yeah, yeah. I was mumbling about you under <laughs> my. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, how you're definitely a counselor as well. So but, I've heard yeah. you on the phone. But
1: you know, part of our core values. Do you, do you remember this one, Hal? I remember them all, yeah, yeah, but the one about taking our our uh, our our job, work seriously, our but work not justice, ourselves, but not yeah. ourselves, yeah. and and I think that shows up on our team that that we take what we do very very seriously because we know how important it is to to our clients, but but we want to smile and laugh and, and because we know that that we're going to handle the the hard part for them.
0: Well, JT, for his busy as well, I think we we would go crazy if we didn't have some fun in here because yeah. we're we're pretty busy.
1: Speaking yeah. of busy, you know what's yeah. really exciting is you know this market has been been tough on real estate companies, you know, because they generate revenue based on the number of transactions. It's been tough for a year, and uh, Hal had the most listings he's had in a year this last month, and we have the most. Uh, Jay, you'll love this: we have the most escrows open today than we've had in over a year. Phenomenal. And, you know, yeah. you, there's no substitute for experience. Yeah.
3: None. And, yeah. and
1: how you? How long have you been in the
3: business?
0: 32
2: It's Selling like real estate, that is? Yeah. Thir- 32 years.
0: Whoa. 32 years. Wow. That's impressive. Since birth, he's 32 <laughs> years old. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I know a year
1: I got my real estate license. Yours? Yeah. Hmm. No, 1970. When Will Nin- Chamberlain 19- played 19- for the Warriors. <laughs> yeah, Will played for the Warriors. That's <laughs> 1980. Oh, okay.
0: Fun podcast. Uh, thank you all. I appreciate you, and we'll see you next week.
1: Thanks, James. Thanks, James.
0: Thank you for listening to the House Wazy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. It comes out every Monday, so check for it in your feed for the latest information on the San Luis Obispo County market. The Slow County Real Estate with House Wazy Podcast. It's available wherever you get your podcast and on housewazy.com where you can find current listings and other real estate tips. HalSwayze.com, that's H-A-L-S-W-E-A-S-E-Y.com. I am James Bueno, Director of Marketing for the House Swayze Group. If you're looking for anything real estate, give us a call, 805-781-3750. a licensed California real estate broker. DRE number 01111911. County Real Estate with Hal Swayze.
2: Podcast is a production of AGM Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.